This is the Wake Up Rundown from News 10 ABC. Good morning. Today is Tuesday, February 5th. I'm Nicole Lally. Today, President Trump delivers his second State of the Union, his first with Democratic-controlled House. The White House says tonight's State of the Union address will highlight several key issues facing the country, as well as call for unity among lawmakers on both sides of the aisle. The president is expected to once again make an argument for his border wall, hinting that he may even declare a federal emergency during the speech to get the wall built. As is customary, many local lawmakers have invited guests tied to the issues they'd like to see addressed in the coming year. Congressman Antonio Delgado is taking Hoosick Falls hero Michael Hickey, an advocate for change amid the PFOA water crisis in his hometown and Petersburg. And Senator Kirsten Gillibrand is inviting decorated transgender Navy Lieutenant Commander Blake Dremen to the State of the Union. Experts say the speech is likely to provide both parties a large platform to reach voters an estimated 45 million people tune in to last year's address. Meanwhile, Troy Mayor Patrick Madden will give his annual State of the City address later today. Mayor Madden expected to speak about the city's accomplishments as well as lay out a plan for the coming year. The speech will begin at 7 tonight at the Bush Memorial Hall in downtown Troy. Troy City Councilmember Mark McGrath resigning after a three-year-old voicemail surfaced of him using racist and offensive language. McGrath says he doesn't remember the incident but did recognize his own voice. When the Times Union, who first reported the, reported the voicemail, played him a copy of the recording. Troy City Council President Carmela Mantello will form a bipartisan committee, she says, to recommend a candidate to fill that open seat. Former New York State Assemblyman expected to be arraigned after being indicted on bribery charges. Joe Arrigo, along with lobbyist Robert Scott Gaddy, have been charged with conspiracy, wire fraud, and receiving bribes. Prosecutors say FBI agents set up a sting and pretended to offer the pair money to introduce legislation that would benefit a private client. Arrigo and Gaddy allegedly accepted more than $10,000 in bribes. Good morning, everyone. Here's your wake-up rundown forecast for Tuesday. Enjoy more sunshine eventually. I know those showers are still around this morning, but as that fog burns off, those showers burn off, we're going to have a whole lot of sun again this afternoon. And it was very balmy yesterday for February. We'll find ourselves back in the lower 50s, but you will notice the wind picking up today. Winds will be breezy out of the south, coming out of the northwest at 10 to 20 miles per hour. And tonight, as we dry out, we also clear those clouds. But temperatures tonight will nosedive back to the 20s. Tomorrow we'll have more sunshine, which will be nice to find before we have to deal with some rain in the afternoon, becoming freezing rain pockets late Wednesday night and even more so Thursday morning. I'm Jess Berganti. Make it a great day. All right, the Super Bowl may be over, right? But the celebrations are just beginning, oh, yeah. especially for Patriots fans. And thanks to Yankee Trails here locally, some local Capital Region fans will be boarding a bus and heading down to that victory parade this morning. How exciting for them. News 10's Lexi mm -hmm. Nall joining us live now from the Yankee Trail Station in Rensselaer. <laughs> so, Lexi, when does the bus leave? Well, Christina, that bus for Beantown is headed out around 6.30 a.m., so that should give those crazy Pats fans plenty of time to get a front row seat for the action when the parade kicks off around 11 a.m. Uh, but even if they can't get a front row seat, I have a feeling they're going to be able to see Brady's six rings from a distance, you know? There's got to be a little glare coming off those things. Okay, but all joking aside, Mayor Marty Walsh says there are a couple things he wants parade goers to keep in mind today. If you're going to come out for the parade tomorrow to be responsible, don't be throwing beers and don't be throwing things at the, at the players and their families and, and act responsibly. Well, over one million people are expected to descend on Boston for today's parade. I have a feeling everything's going to go smoothly, though. I, I think they've done this before. I don't know, Ryan. What do you think? 
done a few times. And the mayor's absolutely right. We don't need another broken trophy like the, with the World Series yeah. one over the summer. Right. I mean, they so, can fix so it, but you don't want it to happen. Hold on to those beers. Mm -hmm. All right. Thanks, Lexi. <laughs> A warning for college students on the campus of the College of St. Rose. School officials say they've received reports of a person from outside the college going around to classes offering students hundreds of dollars to be note takers. The person then handing students a form asking for their bank information. The college warning students and faculty to say no and contact security if they are approached. Governor Cuomo announcing a $2.3 billion decline in state revenue. The governor listing a number of possible contributing factors, but he's primarily pointing to the $10,000 cap on state and local tax deductions. The governor says the state has one of the most progressive tax codes in the country, where the wealthiest New Yorkers produce nearly half of the state's personal income tax revenues. But he says it creates a fragile economy because if those people leave, well, the state loses out. Senate Republican leader John Flanagan responding to the announcement in a statement he said Governor Cuomo acknowledged for the first time that it's not the weather that's causing New Yorkers to leave, it's the incredibly high taxes. He went on to say that Senate Republicans have already proposed measures that would cut certain taxes and improve the economy, so he's hoping they can reach some sort of agreement. Albany County Sheriff Craig Apple wants to see body cameras on more than just law enforcement. In an effort to provide first responders some protection and provide transparency, those devices would be worn by his deputies, corrections officers, and even EMTs. This all comes about after a month ago, lawyers from New York City filed a federal lawsuit against the sheriff and his staff, alleging Rikers Island inmates who are being held in Albany as a precaution were brutally beaten and abused. Daycares in Massachusetts say thousands of workers could suddenly be disqualified due to stricter background checks. The new regulations allow the state to review nearly any prior criminal offense, even if it's decades old or was committed when the person was a minor. The state can then disqualify workers without telling their bosses why. Daycare administrators say these background checks could disqualify 30% of their workforce. We have an update on the deportation case of a local cook detained by immigration officials. The case has now been adjourned for two weeks in a federal courtroom in Rochester. Kanimo Nagorin has worked at the Capital City Rescue Mission since 2011 after fleeing the Ivory Coast in West Africa to seek asylum in America. A petition for his marriage visa was approved last week as local leaders came to his defense and demanded his freedom. Nagorin will remain in custody. The stay of deportation is still in place. The case has been pushed back to February 25th now. Two local communities hoping a merger between their boys and girls clubs will help better set children up for success. For the past two years, the Boys and Girls Club of Troy and Albany have been working towards this merger and it became official last week. Now known as the Boys and Girls Club of the Capital Area, the combined club will serve about 1,800 kids. Happening today in Albany, if you hear any loud booms, see odd flashing lights, don't worry, it's probably just wildlife biologists conducting crow dispersals. They'll be conducting the non-lethal dispersal from 4 to 8 p.m. both today and tomorrow. Now, this is done every year because the droppings that the crows leave behind and the ruckus they create, according to those wildlife officials. The biologists will be driving around in marked cars they have on uniforms and a yellow vest that reads USDA Wildlife Services. If you're heading into Albany this morning, it's going to be a busy day in the capital. Starting at 8 this morning, Gramercy will host its second installment of Capital View, a series of sessions focusing on the biggest issues in New York State. Then at 9.30, there will be a budget hearing to discuss health funding at the LOB.
At 1030, nearly 200 people from downstate will rally for the hashtag Here to Stay platform, which advocates for policies that benefit immigrants and minorities. At noon, a caravan of more than 100 yellow taxis expected to circle the Capitol to protest recent congestion surcharge. Tax season is underway. The New York State Department of Taxation and Finance sharing a checklist to help you choose qualified and honest tax preparers if you're looking for one. First, shop around. Get recommendations from family and friends. Meet with all of the tax professionals you're considering hiring. Next, check credentials. New York State registered preparers must meet continuing education requirements and minimum qualifications. Attorneys, certified public accountants, and IRS enrolled agents are not required to register, but they do have other professional requirements. Also, ask about fees and see their list up front. Protect that refund. It should never be deposited into a preparer's bank account. The easiest and safest way to get that refund is to deposit it into your account. And lastly, look for those red flags. Beware of preparers who say they will prepare your return for a percentage of your refund. We all know we should exercise and eat more veggies, right? But just how far can lifestyle changes go toward a healthier future? The American Heart Association has what they call life's simple seven. There are seven life changes that are known to lower the risk of cardiovascular disease long term. They include having healthy numbers when it comes to blood pressure, cholesterol, and blood sugar, as well as eating well, maintaining a healthy weight, not smoking, and staying active. And while they're proven to prevent heart disease, in a new study, experts found adults who followed at least four of the guidelines also reduced their risk of diabetes by 80%. Experts recommend following life's simple seven early in life to get the most benefits. And that brings us to today's heart health tip. Add color to your diet with fruits and vegetables. Not only are they good for you, but they add sweetness and flavor without additional salt and sugar. Don't forget to join us February 13th from 4 to 7 for our Healthy Heart Phone Bank. Experts will be on the line to answer your questions. Only about 1 in 20 American teenagers get enough sleep and exercise. That study from a CDC published yesterday that looked into the habits of about 60,000 teens. The conclusion, about 5% of them get the recommended amount of sleep, exercise, and time in front of a screen. Experts say parents need to set an example for their teens. That means adults should turn off their electronic devices before bedtime. They also need to make exercise a family priority. For more on the stories in today's podcast, head to news10.com or wake up with 10 on air every weekday morning starting at 4.30. We'll see you tomorrow.